0: Hey, everyone. It's Taylor and Brendan from Straight Up Sabres. We're here to talk to you with the Hockey Podcast Network. As you all know, the Hockey Podcast Network is your one-stop shop for all things NHL year-round, featuring podcasts for each team based in their respective local market. Subscribe today. You won't regret it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And we are back for our uh, second episode as Straight Up Sabres. Once again, we uh, recently retired Blue and Gold, make Darlene, and and raised it to the rafters very honorably and respectably. And uh, we're now into this new phase of the podcast.
1: That's right. Uh, And we finally have our third host here, as promised. It's Joe Rogan. Joe
2: Rogan is with us, everybody. Welcome, Joe. It's great to be here. I'm going to go put someone in a suplex.
1: (laughs) Do you guys want to talk about the Dyatlov Pass incident? (laughs) Yeah. Was it human or the scavengers? What do you think it was? Because I think the government was definitely involved. You
0: know who the Soviets were. (laughs) I don't know. You guys want to do some PCP, though? Yeah. Or what is it that Joe you ever, Rogan You ever lives? tried DMT? DMT, oh, yeah. yeah, DMT. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no. Well, actually, probably more thankfully, we do not have Joe Rogan with us. But with us today, yeah. we are welcoming back to the podcast. We did a remote uh, interview That's during true. COVID times. Or no, I think it was just distance reasons yeah. before. But um, Bill from the Charging Buffalo, you can find him on Twitter at BillTCB. Bill, welcome back. Thank you,
2: thank you for having me. I'm I'm actually happy to be here in this beautiful studio with these uh, with these guys, and um, I'm excited to talk about some draft and free agency. And um, yeah, I I just appreciate you guys having me back on.
0: Absolutely, happy to have you here. Using the word studio pretty loosely, we say as we sit in my dining room right now. It's beautiful. Well, I think it's kind of weird that you
1: put your dining room here in our studio.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I let it go. I guess I specifically leave my apartment just. To go to the studio that we rent to eat supper. To eat yes, exactly. Yeah, which to is eat what supper we call because it. I'm 90 years old. Yeah, exactly, that's what we call it. Exactly. Well, as Bill had mentioned, there um, today's episode is going to be focused on the off season. Uh, everything is kicking off this week as you're listening to this now, which would be on Monday. Uh, the draft would be tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, the first round of it, that is, rounds two through seven, take place on Wednesday, with free agency kicking off on Thursday. Then I believe. Um, so jam-packed week, part yeah. of the you know ever-changing landscape with how the league has been affected due to the COVID nineteen pandemic, um, and the Sabers are in a really interesting spot. Uh, you know the big need that really we had coming into this offseason was addressing second line center. Um, they seem to have done that with Eric Stahl. We'll see uh, what other help they need to or will they end up bringing in up front because they definitely do need more forward help. But I think that's probably actually a good place to start with uh, the draft because forward is, to me, the place that, you know, it, it's 100% what they need to do given the talent that's within this draft. So, Bill, why don't we start with you? I mean, how, what are your thoughts as we're heading into the draft uh, on Tuesday?
2: Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, if they go defenseman, you're they're just never going to hear the end of it. So, um, they're, as long as they pick a forward and it's not really far off the board, I think they're going to do pretty well. Um, it really just depends on, you know, uh, if Marco Rossi's uh, chosen, uh, Lucas Raymond. It kind of depends on if uh, Sanderson, Drysdale, and Askarov kind of seeing where they end up. Uh, you never know, like we were talking about uh, with Detroit. You mm-hmm. just you never know what they're going to do. They, they drafted Cider last year, and, I mean, even he was surprised. So, Yeah. But that
0: seemed to be actually maybe a pretty good pick as for how his year, which I think that kind of leads into the greater point, though, that, um, you know, one of the big reasons why the Sabres were able to land Dylan Cousins was because Detroit made the surprising move of of grabbing cider where they did. And to me, um, you know, You had just mentioned the three guys there and uh, Drysdale and Sanderson being the top two defensemen and then Askarov, who is like the number one can't-miss goalie prospect. Um, A little unpredictable there because... You don't know if any of these guys made you know, jump up. Uh, and the reason being, if you think about it, you know, the first three picks in the draft are, are pretty much all but set. Uh, Lafreniere is going to go first to the Rangers. Um, we don't know who's going to go second now. Initially, we were thinking, you know, the, the consensus was that it was going to be Quinton Byfield, but now... Uh, reports are coming out that the Kings really love Tim a out of Germany, but those three are, no matter what happens, are going to be the first three picks that are going to go to New York, Los Angeles, and Ottawa, respectively. Now, Ottawa is interesting because they have two picks in the top five, picking at three and then again at five. So, you know that they're going to go center with their first pick, which opens them up for the possibility at five to potentially taking a defenseman, um... Whether that be Drysdale or Sander or Drysdale or Sanderson, um, Sanderson has been really moving up draft boards, and he kind of seems like maybe like the trendy pick that may somebody end up might end up reaching for him. But looking really to me, you know, looking at the picks that happened pretty much right before the Sabres, so four through seven, you have Detroit, Ottawa, Anaheim, New Jersey. There's a somewhat realistic possibility that the, the best-case scenario can happen where those three guys, Sanderson, Drysdale, and Askarov, all go. Um, Ottawa is going to have a need at defense because really, you know, they have Eric Brandstrom, who is an incredible up-and-coming young defenseman for them, yeah. um, who is going to be great, I think, um, who was the key piece in in uh, the... Not in the Eric Carlson the trade. Stone. In the Mark Stone yeah. trade, excuse me. Yeah, in the Mark Stone trade... Um, so they could look to maybe take a defenseman. Detroit has been linked to Cole Perfetti a lot, um, who was one of the top centers in the draft this year. He wouldn't necessarily be my choice because uh, I think we're probably all in agreement that like Marco Rossi would yeah. definitely. If we he's would there, take him.
2: I think he could be the Cousins because I know last year, yeah, um, I didn't expect Cousins to be there. So maybe people would just kind of sleep on Cole Perfetti, and um, you know that's. I mean, like I said, if they're choosing a forward within that top ten that everyone's kind of been talking about. Um, you know, I, I I think it's pretty much a can't miss. Um, you know, even if they wanted to, and I know this is kind of off the board, but trade back and try to get more mm-hmm. picks in the second round to to kind of round out the top 100 prospects because it's a deep draft. Um, you could go with someone like Seth Jarvis or yeah, um, even Dawson Mercer. So um, even Lindal if he falls yeah, too, exactly. which you never know. Exactly. Um, you know, there's there's so many options that uh, that could work out in their favor, and um, you know, i I'm just starting to come around to the you know, the idea that if they did trade back a couple a couple of picks, it might actually work out for the best of them.
0: Interesting, interesting. Taylor, do you have any thoughts on the, on the draft coming no. up? No. Okay. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, no, uh,
1: well. I would just say, though, uh, with Hordes, it'd be an interesting thing to see what uh, Kevin Adams values. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we had a GM recently who, not necessarily in the first round, but in his late first, second round picks, really valued like low-ceiling defensemen. Safety. Just, Safety. Yeah, uh, yeah that's unquote. a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, quote-unquote, because I'm not even sure if these guys are any yeah. sellers. But, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what Kevin Adams wants out of Forza. And it does seem like, for you know, to give him credit, Botchill did do a good job with Cousins. Mm-hmm. He did a good job where Cousins just fell in his lap. Yeah. Um, but it was clear that that wasn't really his M.O. Uh, and obviously, like Darlene, that was someone that fell into yes. his lap. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see... Uh, based on how all the picks before them break, uh, see w- which direction he goes in because I think that maybe that could be kind of a tell. Okay. Yeah. And obviously, what they do on day two, which you said was Wednesday, right? Yes, uh, will be interesting just because you know, especially for the Sabers, likely none of those guys are going to matter for us <laughs> just the way things have gone. They could. There <laughs> yeah, could history be tells us anything. <laughs> yeah, like Recent there history. are Victor Olofsons of the world. Yeah, uh, but if if that's the case, uh, to see just what they value in those rounds. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, a team, you might have heard of them recently, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They know. just won the Stanley Cup. Never They've had a good couple of years. Yeah, they're they're still kind of underground. They're, you mean
0: the Zach Bogosian-led Tampa Bay
1: Lightning? <laughs> That's right. I was, <laughs> I was tough to oh, swallow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But, I think they're hard, hard to say. say. But anyway, what I was just going to say is that they, a lot of their best players, uh, Kucherov, Tyler Johnson, Andrew Pilate, uh Braden Point, none of those guys are first-round picks. Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I think the biggest thing is I'm not going to judge Kevin Adams on his first round unless they really go off the board. Because, like I said, yeah. you know, can't really miss there. It's a the second round. I really want to see what they can do, especially with that 38th pick. Um, you know, it, it's, it's taking That's the— huge. I, I want to go skill, you know, instead yeah. of, you know, low ceiling. I don't need someone that— um, you know, can can go into the corners as like a third or fourth line player. Try to get we have a hundred that- of those. guys. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. And And you sign those guys. You you draft for skill, and you can sign toughness. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where my head is at. Is like, yeah, you know, if they stay at eight, totally fine. They'll get a good player. But I really want to see what they do in the second round.
0: Yeah, I get that for sure. I would say, just my overall philosophy too. I. I understand the value in wanting to trade back and picking up those extra picks, but I just yeah. think that the top end of the draft is so solid. Yeah, and if they don't, um, its
2: I'm, I'm yeah. not going to complain at all. I'm just saying I've, I've come around to the idea of saying maybe if, if you're you know in a situation where you can get a couple more picks in the top 100, but right. it, that's also if guys are falling. So my kind of thought process was, and I, it's kind of hopeful, but if Ottawa was able to try to get some kind of bidding war before New Jersey picks mm-hmm. for Askarov. Um, You you don't know who else would, you know, want to slip in there and and try to grab them. So um, that's kind of my thought process is, you know, like you were saying, in between that four and seven slot, that could really make up the the entire outlook of the Savers draft because if guys are falling, you might be able to sneak back a couple couple picks and true. pick something else up. So No, that's very true. Huge.
0: And New Jersey is a really interesting case because, I mean, Anaheim, we know for sure there's no way that they're going to take Askarov just because they have John Gibson. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but New Jersey is really interesting because Askarov is definitely on the table for them. But also, I don't know. I mean, I just think about the fact that the last two, you know, they've been, or not the last two drafts, but like they have... Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, he sure, you know, do they have a game-breaker on defense? I mean, really P.K. Really. Subban is clearly over the hill now. No, Will sh- Butcher is maybe a solid top four guy, but they really don't have a guy like Jamie Drysdale who would be, like, your, like, number one guy on the back end. I'm... So that gives me some hope there um, that either way they wouldn't go forward. Because I think for me, like Rossi would be great, but like if there's any possible way that Lucas Raymond can fall and you can get that dynamic, you know, fast playmaking, highly skilled winger, um, you know, I I mean, that would be amazing. And Rossi is the same way that, like, just as a center, though, you know, it's, I I think either way, if they can end up with Rossi, with Raymond. Even I know people have been like a little bit more down on him. I mean, I'm I don't really see it with like Alexander Holtz. Yeah, I was just about to mention him. You know, you Lucas Raymond's care, yeah. Swedish counterpart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he's more of like the goal scoring version of it. And yeah. it's just like, I mean, I'm fine with them going that route. Or even if it is Anton Lundell, you know, I, I, who in their right mind would ever turn down like a skilled, solid two way center. Absolutely. Um so I don't know. I, I think that there's a lot of very interesting scenarios that can arise, and I'm just curious to see, you know, or is there somebody who we're not talking about who maybe is going to sneak up and who's going to get taken in the top seven? I have
2: seen, maybe not top seven, but um, and maybe it's just in like the Sabre circles, but uh, like Seth Jarvis, Seth Jarvis uh, guys yeah. like that. Um, I do have one thought on Anaheim because they did take Zegras. Maybe mm-hmm. stick with the, you know, United States development program and you can pick up Sanderson. Yeah. It would be good for them to to pick up Sanderson. They're another too. team that
0: really doesn't have like a young kind of game breaking. Yeah, Brendan Gooley. Brendan Gooley, baby. Oh yeah. I mean really though, they they've you know, they lost Shea Theodore, who was probably, at the, as we now know, if he was still on Anaheim, he would be their best defenseman. Absolutely. Um, I mean, they lost.
1: They had a nice defensive core a couple of years ago, and they've lost a lot of that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think Cam
2: Fowler kind of fell off a little bit, too. People yeah. thought he was going to be the next big thing. He he's, was, I mean, he's still solid. Don't
0: yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, he definitely, yeah, he's an interesting one for sure because he had a really good start to his career, and then he kind of, like, dipped a little bit, but they gave him a big contract, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, and then he had a really good year. And then that he's ever a gone down. <laughs> yeah. I... T- I not that I could ever know of. Um,
1: I mean, they had, so they had uh, Votnin as well. Votnin. who's right. Yep. he was,
2: a free agent was,
0: this year now. Yep. When he was
2: younger, they, they thought he was going to be, be a good one. He was pretty solid. Mean, they have Lindholm there at least. He yeah. was with
0: New Jersey and then he went to Carolina. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, that's right. Oh, but yeah, that's there's right. no way he's going to stick with Carolina just because of how crowded they are on their blue line. Jeez, yeah. yeah. Um, Man. But yeah, Any any last thoughts that we want to share on the draft at all? Do we want to guess who the pick is going to be? Each take a guess. I'll
2: go Alexander Holt, honestly. You think so? Yeah.
1: I don't have a guess, but I will say fellows it's getting a little chilly there might be a draft in here <laughs> I should have said that at the, at the top but that I should have didn't. been the intro to this yeah well I'm not very good I at guess this we can setup. reverse oh, use it as a
0: as a segue into the free agency just it. just
1: drop it throughout the podcast yeah like a like a repeating talk, the, you can't get there's out there's a draft. draft in here just randomly
0: and I'm we'll just be talking <laughs> about something completely different okay cool yeah fair enough <laughs> all right well yeah why don't we do that then so uh, again everybody just as a reminder the sabers are drafting eighth overall on Tuesday in the first round of the draft should be very interesting to see what's gonna happen. Or who knows, you know, maybe the Rangers will just trade the first overall pick for Jack Eichel or something. No, sorry, I couldn't even get through. I'm that, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, it's well, not you, happening. It's not happening. Yeah. Rangers fans, if you're listening, it's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah, it's not yeah,
2: sorry. It's not. It's just it's not. even if he demands a trade, he's not going to It's happen. not. It's not. It's just no. not gonna happen. No. So no, no, no. Alright, let's talk about.
0: free agency. So um before we get into some of the guys who are currently on the market right now. Um, I wanted to just go through and talk about uh, the current free agents on the Sabers roster who are going to be entering uh, into UFA. Um, I'm and I want to see what you guys think whether we uh, keep or get rid of. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming this is going to be pretty easy and probably we'll all be in agreement yeah. and the majority of the answers are going to be the same. Yes. Jason Botterell treatment, bring everybody back and hope that it works. Yeah. Uh, but no, let's, So let's go through. Um, there's a pretty lengthy. Jason Botterell
1: is like that drill tweet where it was like, uh, like rent $400, utilities $100, candles $6,000. Someone who's good at economy help. me. Like, this <laughs> yeah, My family's not. dying. was like, oh, let's see. We got a uh, defenseman, another defenseman. Mm. He a third defenseman. We'll sign seven more defensemen. Yep. And a drafted defenseman. We got to sign like Will Borgian. He's a defenseman. Mm. And then we'll have fifteen defensemen. Yeah. Remember when
2: Brandon Montour had to play forward?
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. My god, those are so, the good old. Someone days, who's boys. good at general manager helped me. My Please hockey team me. is dying. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was at camp last year. Like it was near the end of the like camp, and they're like, "Yeah, we, they have thirteen defensemen on the ice for practice today." It's, it's like, like, "Well, oh, shit, good. that's two teams, moron. <laughs> do something." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna do something. Uh, let's see who's playing. well? Scandella, get him the hell out of here. Yep, get out. Beat it."
2: I mean, it was kind of funny how Yoki Haru's game kind of faltered after Scandella left, and we're like, Are "You kidding me? He yeah. was he was the catalyst here, so that was pretty wild." But Jesus. it's well though. Right,
1: Scandella, as soon as he wasn't playing with and stopped looking completely useless. <laughs> it's it's the wild how things thing. like that work. It just keeps it happening. Out. I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe they'll figure it out. Yeah, someday. sure. Maybe Montour will turn it around with Ristolina. Ooh,
0: okay. Yeah, that's a great. Idea. Let's keep trying that. Jam in our heads into a wall. All right. Uh, so let's start. Let's just go through Wayne Simmons. He's gone. Gone. gone? Okay. Probably retired. I, I mean
2: I like Wayne Simmons fine, but he's just he's not as yeah, like bringing 2012 back.
1: Wayne Simmons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um,
0: cool. I know I know this one we're all going to agree he's got to stay because of how great he was. Michael Froelich, right? See you, bud. Oh my god, I forgot about Michael, <laughs> Michael Frolick. Yeah, that's I, Michael
1: Frolick was uh they got him basically the penalty kill. And he was and the worst He was so bad at penalty. He was killing. their worst was penalty so killer. Bad. He was literally out there they like scored almost half the time when he was on the penalty kill. And we had the worst penalty kill in the league. Yeah, that was <laughs> That's what Scandela turned into. Yeah, that's, that that's that's a bad one trade. One goal is a saber five if, I, if I, I I R C that
2: yeah. one goal was an empty netter from the outside hash marks. One <laughs> Damn I'm pretty, right I'm pretty sure Curtis Lazar <laughs> took on like two guys and passed it to him and he just fired it into an open net. So thank you for your time here, Michael, for a leak. Yeah, thank you for, you for your are service. Going.
0: Yep. All right, here's another tough one right now that I know we're probably gonna have to think about, so if you guys gotta take a second, it's okay. Um, Vladimir Sabat. Get the fuck <laughs> out. <laughs> I Jesus! Just, Not um, even
1: because he sucked, which he did. He's he's like objectively one of the worst Sabers in my life, even through the tank years. But like the fact that that I will never get over that. I never no. get over the O'Reilly trade. Yeah, that's and that's he's the, the, really the worst part of it. I'll get over Tage being. You know, we'll talk about Tage. At least we don't have to soon. worry about Berglund anymore. We didn't yeah. have to worry about him. Like, and at least he was the the nice hump. enough to just fuck off to an <laughs> Yeah, right. Jesus. I mean, Suck, I'd
2: rather guy. have Linus Omark. Then oh, yeah. yeah, Linus Omark yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. pull that yeah, name yeah. out yeah, oh yeah,
0: he was a shootout shootout special yeah. maybe yeah. yeah.
2: I would rather have him than all right. Person. How about uh,
0: Jimmy VC gone Matt Honwick? gone Gergensen's. This is probably more of a debatable one. Oh, uh, I think he's gone. But I th- yeah. do you want him to be gone? I, I don't. Say.
2: I don't hate Zemigus, but I think it's no. at this point it's just like we have to retool the the offense. We Agreed. just can't keep bringing people back, and he's just one of the guys that has to go. Um, so, I don't hate him, but he's got to go.
1: Yeah. Uh, with that, I would just like to say real quick also, Matt Hunwick, short king. Respect. He's the only saver <laughs> that's shorter than me, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's coaching 5'11. up in Michigan now. Uh, no, uh, Sabaka's
2: shorter,
0: too. Sabaka is
1: uh, 5'10". Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh. I appreciate
0: your uh, you guys, help there, but I'm 5'9". You and your good friend. Oh, wow. Well, then never mind. You're wrong, because Matt Hunwick is 5'11". Oh, he's not. Oh, wow. I'm telling you right now he he's is. He's listed as 5'11". Oh, okay. He's a little baby boy. Okay, I <laughs> <gotcha. laughs> Oh, okay, baby. so just
1: want to say real quick, Zebkens Gergensens has played 489 games as a Sabre. Uh, I don't is know more... if that's
0: enough. He might still have more <laughs> in that we don't know about. It's, it's more than Breer and
1: Jury combined. Um, there's a reference to the episode. Uh, and I, I don't hate Gergensens. He's been around forever, literally forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a perfectly adequate fourth liner and actually like put the puck in the net last year yeah. like he actually is productive that fourth line was awesome i like that um but i think they can replicate that with oposo lazar and larson if they want to do that if they yeah. which we'll talk about larson in a second uh but yeah so if they want to do that sure and if they don't i'm honestly fine just don't give them too much money
0: well larson is, is really like the last like main one The rest. Oh, you think like we
2: should bring people. back pilot
0: yeah. Oof. Hey, we still have his rights. I That's mean, right.
1: I always use more defensemen. Always, yeah. <laughs>
0: always. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Larson. I mean, I am pro-let Zemgis go er, uh, and also very pro-keep Larson. I think especially, we had talked about last week, the extra million and a half that you ended up saving by swapping Stahl uh, for Johansen. Um, I hope that that is what they have in mind. Uh, I know that they have a lot of money that has to get paid out right now. Mainly, Sam Reinhardt's at the top of that list. Uh, Allmark awesome. is going to need a deal. Cahuna yeah. is going to need a deal. Um, you know, Thompson and Middlestat won't get very much, but they also need deals. I,
2: I still don't know what Olson's going to make, too. And Olson Yeah, and that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, you have no up.
0: idea. I mean, hopefully they can do something like a 5 by 5 thing with him or a 4 mm-hmm. by 5 or something. I don't know. But awesome. uh, w- when it comes to Larson, though, I mean, he's going to cost a few million at this point, probably double what his salary is right now. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think for... I think for the importance of that, as long as they're giving him, you know, if it's like a three-year deal, like if they do like a three-by-three three or something like that with yeah. him, yeah, that'd sign be, me that'd up. be great. Sign me up.
1: So I was thinking about him and how he's UFA and how he can, you know, now go get his full value. But I do wonder if other teams actually know how good he is. Like if it's recognized how that he's, you know... Can, he doesn't have to be on the fourth line. No, definitely. I yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he played on the second line last year.
0: And he was like the best center he, Skinner played he, with. Yeah. Last not year. even what he like That's, definitively was the best center absolutely. that Skinner split play, played with last year.
2: I mean, if I'm Johan Larson, though, do I want to come back? I mean, he's no. a UFA. Okay, no. so like, yeah. So he could, yeah. <laughs> well, so he, could he could get. A contract offer, but it and he might even come back. But I want to. If I'm Johan Larson, I really do want to explore because mm-hmm. he's been here for a while
1: now. He was part of the Palmanville trade. Yeah, exactly. And, and Matt Hackett. Oh god. Yeah. TBT. Oh man. Oh man. And uh, what future, is he doing the picks- now? <laughs> <laughs> Picks that turned into uh, Zadorov and Vakolov karabachev Karabachev.
0: oh, Oof. love him! Can't wait for him to make it up one day. Yeah, I'm pretty
1: it. sure he's <laughs> in the second second Czech league or
2: something like yeah, that at this point. But I mean, way. okay, so here's here's a solution I saw on Twitter today that Dominic Simone from Pittsburgh might be available. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna lose Larson, might as well.
1: Slot him in there. I mean,
0: it might not be. Player. It might not
2: be perfect. It might not well, be the defensive I do, metrics you're yeah. looking for. But I
1: do wonder because I think Le, I think Lazar can play center. Yeah. So. If oh they, yeah.
2: I I do want Lazar to be my thirteenth forward because there's going to be injuries and he's going to get his time in. Yeah. On, on the team, for I don't sure. want him slated in the lineup. I love Curtis Lazar too. I think he's a great guy and I think he, it was I was excited when he resigned, but I re, I just. If he's slated in the opening lineup, this is what we're going with all year. I'm a little hesitant on what they did this summer. That's fair to to fill out their team. And again, like I said, guys will get hurt, and if he's going to step in, that's that's totally fine with me. He's done it. He did it last year and he did it well. Mm So um, I like him, but I still want him as my thirteenth forward.
0: Yeah, no, I I can get down with that. And I think with what he's making too, it's it's more than reasonable. Yeah, and that's that's more than significant of an investment or anything like that. Um, All right, why don't we transition over to the guys who are hitting the open market from other teams. Um, There's some bigger name guys who maybe have been linked to the Sabres, or maybe I'm just going to throw out there and we can kind of see what we think about it. And then some lesser known guys. That's right, Gump Um, Worsley. Yeah, oh wow. Uh, But the one I do want to start off with, though that I think people are pretty split on, at least from what I've seen, and there have been reports that the Sabres are very interested in this guy, and I think given recent developments, it's looking more and more likely he's going to hit the open market. Alex Pietrangelo. Um, I mean, yeah. he it's it's tough. He, he's coming off of uh, his, his 2019-2020 cap hit was only $6.5 million, and he's going to get a sizable raise, not only... Um, you know, is he still good for being 30 years old, but he is one year removed from being the captain of a Stanley Cup winning team? Um, he still logged huge minutes for St. Louis last year. He put up solid numbers for them. Um, and, you know, the argument for it would be, well... He's really good. He's really good. (laughs) He's not Brent Seabrook, and in the way that he plays, you know... Is sustainable probably for four to five more years, but the yeah. biggest argument against it, though, is if he's going to be looking for a seven-year contract at potentially north of you know eight nine eight million. to nine million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you already have the Skinner deal, um, you have a Pozo for six million right now. Um, can you afford it? Or as then, I mean, the other side of that is you know we are god awful heading into the tenth year of potentially of missing the playoffs. Do you just say screw it and go for it and try and make a push to sign him? Because if you don't, there's also a realistic chance he ends up in the division. So yeah. what's everybody think about this? Taylor? I think they should
1: get on a team-friendly deal. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Uh, no I, I do see your point on that second one. I would be very skeptical that he really would like to come here. Mm-hmm. I would genuinely be stunned. <laughs> uh, if he did and the Pagoulas are willing to operate on the actual salary cap, which there are reports that they are not willing to do that, then yeah, I would do it. Uh, if they're not going to spend to the cap, then I think start signing Petrangelo is a non-starter. Now, I get what you're, what, you what know, everyone's been saying, and we actually talked about this with mm-hmm. uh, our, our sister podcast and uh, our, our, co- our colleague, Tom Franklin mm-hmm. in St. Louis, that he basically thought that Petrangelo would be someone that could be good at 37, which is extremely rare, but if anyone's going to do it, it could be him. True, and there has been some stuff. I, I think it was a man. I'm trying to remember who it was. Wrote uh, it was a Twitter thread about defensemen who sign big contracts at like between 29 and 31 years old, and what happens to them. Mm-hmm. And guys that are that good do tend to age pretty well. Like you brought up Brent Seabrook, he's a big exception there. On the other hand, they're you're almost never worth the money at a certain point. True. On a third hand, here, Give it me. <laughs> um, it'd be really good, and they could trade risk the line and relatively easily then. Uh, and that would all work for me, and I think they're theoretically a playoff team if he's playing 25 minutes a night for them next year.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's it's an interesting. There's there's just so many layers to it because th- you know what you just said there brings up a great point, and that I I think to an extent agree with that. <clears throat> if you plugged in Alex Pietrangelo as he is right now on the Sabres team who knows what other additions that they would make, assuming they would make some other ones, but, like, even if it is minor, they probably are a playoff team next year. Like, he's that good. Yeah. Um, and if you can play him, I, I forget if he's a right or a left shot defenseman, but if you can pair him with Darlene, I mean, my God. Or even if you can have him separated, too. I don't know. I mean, either way. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think that doing that, I mean, that 100% signals that not only in, but that Montour will be gone. Because that even still is, is up in the air right now. We don't yeah. even know. Yeah. No, I mean, this um,
1: offseason is bizarre.
0: Other, note, other thing to note, too, that I actually didn't mention. I believe it's Wednesday is the deadline to give qualifying offers to your RFAs. And the Sabres, as we had mentioned before, have several. So... That should be interesting. Um, Bill, what, what's your take on, on Angelo
2: I just don't think the Sabres are in a position to pay premiums for any player, mm-hmm. whether that's forward, defense, goalie. Um, God forbid they go after Braden Holpe. Um I just, I really don't think, it, I know ownership and or, you know, the front office is high on him, but he's... to get someone to come to Buffalo is probably going to cost you a little bit more. I mean, he's, he's coming from a good team. He's not going to want to, you know, regress just for, for money's sake, I would assume. Um, I think it's really far fetched. Would I love to have him? Yeah. But I'm not going to like his contract. And like you brought up with Skinner, it's, you know, you already have one person that you are I mean, I'm already a little fearful of how he's going to perform late in his contract. I don't want to keep adding to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand you need to sign good players and you know, kind of deal with the issues that come with it as they go. But I'm more of a free agency kind of person where it's you know signing the third and fourth line guys, and unless someone makes it clear they want to come to you, and you're like, all right, well, this is what we can offer you. I, I they're just not in a position, especially with you know the 71 ish million cap hit internally they have. I just don't think they're in a position to. To, to go after him. I mean, they can take their best shot, but it's not going to be the best offer he receives. Um, and it's definitely not going to be the best team that's going after him. So uh, would I like it? Of course. But um, I just, I think it's pretty far-fetched.
0: Yeah. I think that you bring up a good point just with a general, um, I, I, I guess, like outlook for handling free agency, which is a lot of times when guys, or when teams invest, um, you know, in the top one, two, three guys. Oftentimes, those deals end up biting them in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this year in free agency, to a certain extent, might be an exception because there are some really high-end guys. And that, well, there mm-hmm. are. I mean, the two big ones are Pietrangelo and then Taylor Hall. Um, but there's also some other really solid guys who are available too, like Torrey Krug, Mike Hoffman. Yep. Um, and 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 so it's interesting. But I, I think I I definitely agree with you though that you're always going to end up paying having to pay the premium, especially when you're the Sabres, on trying to lure a guy here. And so... You know, if you're trying to really like make a significant addition to your top six forwards or your top four defensemen, the way to do it is through trades. Yeah, um,
2: I don't think you can... You no longer have the leverage of saying, come play with Jack Eichel and Rasmus Dahlin because they still suck yeah. with those guys on the team. So that doesn't yeah. work.
0: But that's the thing. You need one good year of that for that to change, which Absolutely. is really what it comes down to. Absolutely. I think that's a kind of a, a, a very interesting point for the greater conversation of all of this is that right now we're in such a doom and gloom, like everything is horrible or whatever. But if they do make the playoffs next year, I think that that, I, I don't know, I think we'll just feel like way more out of the weeds, I guess. Absolutely. Because it's going to mean that, you know, and, Jack and Rasmus are taking substantial steps. And,
2: and, and it's still um, a young team. So they very, And very. even if they make the playoffs next year, you're hopeful that they, you know, can take the next step and the next step. Because, obviously you know, I, my goal isn't just to make the playoffs. My goal every single year is to win the Stanley Cup. Right. Obviously, there's certain years where, like, that's not realistic. But um you know that's that's kind of my mindset so the goal for for me personally for the sabres is not just make the playoffs and get bounced in the first round mm-hmm. in four or five games they you know i want them to go in there and, and be sustainable and um you know i like you said petrangelo is probably going to put you over that hump at least on the defensive side you know you're going to have the best defense in the world is if you can't score goals you're not going to win games so um
0: mm-hmm. i
2: think the 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 forward retooling is going to be the biggest thing and um honestly maybe even getting another goalie Um, you know getting rid of carter hutton Um, i like him as a person but it's just it hasn't really worked out the way i've liked it so um, there's a lot of areas um, that they they need to address and um, free agency if you're going to go after a big fish you're going to kind of limit yourself on the other guys you can go after so um, I mean, there's there's a couple guys that I've kind of thought of that might be a little bit cheaper that would help, like Jesper Fast and definitely um, like him, Valeri, I believe that's his name, Nichushkin.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um Even Carl- oh yeah,
1: his his uh, his metrics, especially defensively, are
2: yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, he's a good player. I mean, he he went over to Russia for a couple of years, figured it out, came back and played well. Um, I, I don't think he
1: yeah, because I think he was a he came here. He was a top ten pick, I want to say. I think he might, maybe
2: he was like eleven or something. Maybe he was like nine or eleven, but he was right yeah. there. Yeah, so I think top. he came
1: and was like thought he was going to be like a star, star, and yeah. then he went to Russia and found like you know what he's actually what, what he yeah. can do. He's
2: because, a solid like, middle six winger, and um, yeah, I like mean, yeah, someone like that. Uh, I, I would say maybe even someone like Carl Soderberg. He's just a veteran that could line yeah. up. He could be your third line center. Um, you know, you have maybe Cahoon on your left, Soderberg in the middle, and. Um, and Cousins on your right, it's not perfect. I'm not the biggest Carl Soderberg fan, but, I mean, he's he's a veteran, and and he would be, you know, an upgrade from putting, who was it, Marcus Johansson that was yeah. there last year on the third line maybe. Um. I
0: really like the idea of, for a third-line center, um, I like Michael Granlund a lot. I Anybody yeah. who's listened to the show knows that I have been beating the drum for him for a while, pretty much all season, knowing that he was going to be a free agent. Um it got traded to Nashville, um, was a pretty big move at the time because it saw Kevin Fiala go the other way in return, which obviously he's really panned out. Um, he was very highly touted when he was traded, but it was with good reason because Granlin was the guy for Minnesota for a while. Um, but as I had said, you know, last year he had a down year, 17 goals, 13 assists. I think he was injured for a little bit, but he is definitely not going to be in Nashville because they are going to want to bring about some change. David Poley has said that on multiple occasions, that they need to change things up. Clearly it's not working. They had a couple of good runs over the past, you know, five years or so. But, I mean, they just, they, they've they been underperforming. Um, and Grandlin was a part of that. But with that being said, he's still only 27 years old. Yes, he's coming off of a down year, but that's also going to mean that you're probably going to get him for a little bit cheaper. So maybe it's, you know... Me being overly optimistic, but if you can get him on a similar deal to what you signed Johansson to last offseason, um, I mean, sign me up for that because... I would really – he's a guy that just like his, his just raw talent and his playmaking ability, I would love to have that, not only on my third line, but also on my second power play unit too, which is something that they also definitely need to that second take power a play step unit. up this year. Yeah,
2: that second power play unit was brutal. Um, a couple of other guys would be um, – I wouldn't hate Craig Smith. and I, Craig Smith for sure, another, I, another Nashville guy. I definitely like Tyler Tofoli. If they can oh, somehow yeah. get him into the mix, he would be oh, great on that yeah. second power play unit.
0: Um, I'm trying to think who else. Have for there's a there's a handful of. Four. I mean, Mike Hoffman is definitely one of the higher end guys. He's probably the. Is second he a free be- agent? Yeah. Oh wow. He's probably the second best forward outside of Taylor Hall, who's on the market right uh, now. Think he's 29. I was gonna say, is he still uh, with his lady? I don't know. There's been so many conflicting reports about that whole situation that I honestly don't really know. Um, Eric Halla is another guy, though, who people who's I've seen his name thrown around as a possibility. Halla. What do you? I mean, very, very, very cheap for sure. I'm assuming. Um, I can't imagine that he would get much of a deal, just considering his career tra- trajectory to this point. Um, and I'm not bringing his name up because I like the idea, but I'm just curious for your guys' thoughts, Alex Galchenyuk.
1: <sighs> oh, 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 I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know.
2: I don't know. Uh, it's gonna be a no for me. Yeah. I just I I've watched him, and you can see you obviously see the skill, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, he just hasn't been able to put it together. Um, I, I think he's probably you know yeah, like a third liner yeah. on a playoff team, like a like a perennial playoff team. Yeah, he's got to go. Um, I think into like a really good
0: situation. Yeah, exactly. I would say He's got to be it sheltered.
1: Worries me when someone is as talented as he is and uh,
0: not very productive. No, exactly. I, I, I'm definitely on the and gets traded same constantly. Same it's not how good, about uh,
2: how about Michael Grabner? He's getting bought out, so. He's
0: interesting. He, I like
2: the speed. I mean, that's game-breaking, especially for their penalty kill. At least, like, yeah. I want my penalty and kill to be aggressive because their penalty kill, like we were just talking about, was garbage. So, I mean, if you can be aggressive and just fire the Like, down more aggressive
1: send- than Michael Froelich?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael Froelich and Michael Grabner, um, clearly the same kind of skater out there. Oh, um, yeah. but <laughs> No, I
0: like Grabner. I, I, I'm very in favor of, as, again, we had talked about, filling up. Your you know your bottom line and your bottom pairing with uh, you know guys who maybe are on like the other end of their career but who still can contribute a bit and I think Grabner's kind of the perfect yeah you sure get him for the that. right right amount of money yeah he's even though he's older he's fast he can still he still has a pretty good shot and you know I would I mean I'd love to see him playing on the on the fourth line if you can bring him in yeah I, yeah
2: I I, per- the, I think the biggest thing with me is what's their plan with uh, Asplund Roots in stat and Thompson. Yeah. I personally, I'm a Tom, I do like Tage Thompson. When he first came over, I wasn't a fan. I also don't like how they treated him, just burying him in the press box for the entire season. But yeah, um, I thought he played well before he got injured. Um, Casey Middlestad, I'm not high on at all. Oh, no. um, but Welcome Roots with the club, yeah. Roots Ru- <laughs> Ru- Ru- aligning, I think can be. Um, I think he can probably be a fourth liner, possibly. For sure. Um, Those
1: guys all to me feel like what you brought up with Lazar earlier is like guys that you'll call on when someone gets hurt. That's fair. Obviously, there will be injuries, and yeah. you knowing the Sabres, it'll be a lot at the same time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even guys like C.J. Smith, um, I, see, could, I, mean, I, could I see. I could see him mean, coming up and, see, and just C.J.
1: Smith. Little. I mean. They he's, just don't give the guy a chance. I don't know. I don't know what their what their deal is with them because he's he they basically didn't play him for two straight years.
2: Yeah, it was it's it's a little odd. I remember seeing him right when he signed. I'm pretty sure it was a game against Winnipeg, and he did he score that game or he yeah. he played a good game. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, this guy could be someone. You know, just a just a bottom six forward. But they have guys there that maybe an extended chance. See, the thing is, is with Buffalo, you can't afford to give people extended chances. And it go poorly. It True. has to go right.
0: But he's he he he. CJ Smith fits into that mold that we've talked about it plenty of times on the podcast of guys like the Justin Baileys, and the Nick Baptiste, the mm-hmm. Hudson Fashings, where like I mean, obviously we know now with the benefit of hindsight. Carrier, the benefit of hindsight, we know now. But like they really like at the time never, I guess, like gave them the full, gave them like I guess an extended shot, and then it ends up yeah. they just. Which, granted, I mean, of course it makes sense if you know, like, all right, this guy isn't going to be anything. But, you know, I just thought it was interesting that, like, they... It was, like, a thing for a while that they wanted to make Justin Bailey happen, but they never really gave him ample opportunity to, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, he did certain, certain times and certain situations, he didn't really help himself out. Certainly I not. He was, like, he was, not. A, he oh, was yeah. a north-south. He was kind of like an Evander Kane type. I mean, I, I liked watching him. He's a good player, but there were certain things where it's just like, that's just not going to work in the NHL. Yeah, you're going to sure. get burned and you're going to cost your team. And it's just, it's a game of small bounces. And, you know, um, someone like him who's kind of a defensive liability in a sense is, you know, he's, I guess he's I just meant more, more than on like
0: the... the, the The Rochester Sabres Purgatory. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. You perform well with the Amerks, but they don't, they just, there are guys that they just don't really like give the shot to. Not saying, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. Well, they
2: also have to put them in a good situation because, like, your skill guys, you can't expect them to come up and, you know, play in between Kyle Opozo and. whomever else is on the on the fourth line if you have a skill guy you're probably gonna have to pull him up for at least your top nine say maybe your top six or something like that if if you're you know struggling to shuffle your lines there but um, right. I, I just, I, I think maybe, you know, guys like Middlestat and stuff like that, you'll see them perform well in Rochester, but um, you're, you're going to have to be patient with them in, in Buffalo for sure. And patience is just something they just don't have the luxury of. Certainly not. Yeah, Definitely so. not.
0: How about goalies? Why don't we, why don't we uh, wrap up free agency with the goalies? So as far as options go, as we had mentioned, sadly, Brayden Holtby is one of those options that please just, God, do not let that happen. Um, But along with him, some other names that are notable out there. Anton Hudobin, who of course just led Dallas on that playoff run. Um, Corey Crawford is a free agent. Thomas Grice is a free agent. Um, I believe Jacob Markstrom is about to hit the open market. Um, Any of these guys pique your interest at all?
2: Uh, I mean, personally for me... Um, it kind of depends on what they're going for. Do they want a number one, like a true number one? Because that's you're going after Markstrom, or, or mm-hmm. you they might go after Holt before that. I know that's not exactly what we want, but there's your you know your number one goalie. Or are they trying to go like a one A one B tandem? Which I would like maybe Thomas Kreis, Thomas Kreis and Olmark. I'm I'm not saying it's perfect, and um, you know they you know they they would have their faults, but
1: yeah, I think I, that's a yeah. decent option. I think a, an important thing here is that they would theoretically have to pay Carter Hutton to not play hockey. I'm okay with that. No, and I, yeah. I'm obviously okay with that too. I'm, but are they okay with it given their, let's say, financial difficulties yeah, right, that they're going right. through? Is that is that going to be an option? Or, and I hate to be negative like this, are they going to go, well, let's see what Carter Hutton can do with two good eyes?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll you know I'll, I'll give them the chance. Carter Carter. But I also I also think that... <laughs> mark is your is your number one if that's the case and absolutely, I'm not 100 like your number true number one i I'm I think he's a, maybe a 1a but I, I really don't want him to be you know carrying a load of you know it's saying an 82 game season I don't want him playing 55 games do you no god no, no. yeah no, I don't I don't either so. my
0: I mean my best case scenario as far as goaltending goes is they they pry one of the guys out of Arizona. That's, I think, what they have to do. I mean, yeah. if you can, you know, like, realistically, what would it take to get Darcy Kemper or to get uh, Antti Ranta? Because, I mean, Arizona is in a bit of a pickle right now when it comes to both finances and draft capital. Um, Could there be a scenario where I mean, I know the Sabres are, they don't have a third this year, and I think also next year as well if I'm not mistaken. I mean... You know, um, is there a way that you can maybe do a pick and a prospect and, and get anti Ranta from them? Because I feel like it would, conventional wisdom would say that they would probably want to keep Darcy Kemper. Um, I would probably rather, you know, I'd prefer him, but if we're yes. just the, the realistic possibility, because also at the same time, too, I would love to be able to, you know, go after Jacob Markstrom, but what kind of contract is he going to get? You know, yeah. I mean, that's, no, that's, that's the other side of it, which is really tough. Yeah. Um,
1: Hey, we were offered Matt Murray by our, should uh, so we say, sister podcast yeah. in Pittsburgh. I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Guys.
0: Super dumb. <laughs> not doing that. I think that. they
1: think Jason Bosho runs our our podcast <laughs> based on that offer. Yes. Yeah. Jack Johnson and Matt Murray for Cahoon. Pass. Yikes. Big Wait, ass.
2: Wait, that, that was a trade offer?
1: Yeah, that's what they asked us. Oh, uh, that's just we, disrespectful. I'm blanking on the, the show name. That's just rude. Yeah. It's like the... the Iceberg. Um,
2: I think the the biggest thing when it comes to trading draft assets is don't trade any draft assets this year and try to move the ones next year. Like 2021 first, I don't care. Get it out of here That's if, you're getting, if you're getting a good player. You might have to pay a little bit more just because they're like, hey, I'm not going to be able to use this asset until you know the next draft. But I'm still down with trading your first or second round pick there. You know, if, for next year. Oh, hell yeah. For, I mean, if you can
0: bring in a, they, they need another top six forward. Absolutely. Just full stop. They need another top six forward. And if you can use that to get a guy, like to bring a guy back. um, Because I, I mean, that's the thing is like at some point, like you just, you have to take the gamble, you have to take the risk. And if they are willing to say, screw it, we're going all in this year and they can in return, you know, get a guy who is in his, you know, younger, mid-20s um, who, you know, by all measures would be able to, you know, slot into the top six. Like, I'm, I'm all about it. You know, you can't do it just to take a risk on a guy. But, like, if you Absolutely. can get somebody coming back the other way who you feel really good about. Yeah. Because you know there's going to be GMs out there that's like, all right, so I have a rookie GM trying to trade me his first-round pick next season uh yeah i'll take this bet the buffalo sabers like yeah. come on
2: they're they're assuming yeah. it's probably gonna be i mean i would try to get a top 10 protected because yeah. you just oh, don't you know. have to you, you have just to. you just don't know but um yeah i mean i i think in you can in, even do
0: like top five protected i mean absolutely I would, I would even do that like i can live with that like if we end up getting somebody sick but it means we don't you just get to have the
2: you just got to get you know, someone the, with term i mean i'm willing to throw in a, a decent Chunk of chain, or, you know, a decent package for Nikolai Ehlers. Have like one I,
0: gently used Matthias Samuelson. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. I mean, I think when it comes to the top six forward situation, I mean, I'm putting, I don't want to say I'm putting all my eggs into this basket, but I really wish that Tage Thompson could fill that. Me if you too. Had, if maybe if yep. you had Skinner, Stahl, and Thompson, I mean, Thompson's got a decent shot that's pretty lethal. I, I just, you, you definitely need to worry about the defensive game and, um, you know, Any any other kind of, you know, he's not the best at utilizing his teammates, but you also have Eric Stahl, you know, as your pivot. Um, I'm not exactly sure if you want to Mm -hmm. put Skinner and Thompson together, but I I am hopeful from what I saw last year that he can come back and, and contribute more than he has before. I'm would, with you on Tage. I would hope on a yeah. top six role, but at least top nine. I, would I hope.
0: I'm totally with you in being a Tage believer. Uh, the the middle step bus has definitely uh, left the station. But if there's a way that they could trade him this off season, if somebody does feel as though he still has value, considering he's a top ten pick, that'd be great. Tage, though, I do think that. I mean, like you said, like he has the tools, and it just comes down to a matter of him being able to put it all together and yeah. learn how to properly use his body yeah. and you know i mean he has like the raw talent his shot is unbelievable his hands and deking ability is unbelievable like he's lethal with the puck on his stick he just does not have the finishing ability quite yet, which is he desperately needs. He has
2: the reach too. Yeah, for like the defensive end, because you're looking at guys like Tyler Johnson, Braden Point, uh, the guys like Dominic Cahoon, just smaller guys in mm-hmm. general. You're, they're a defensive liability just because they have to, you know, cover more space with their skating instead of you know getting their stick in the lanes. Right. I mean, I think that would be beneficial for them um, when it comes to when it comes to middle stat. I think you're probably looking at a Yoki Haru situation mm-hmm. at best, where you're trading essentially, quote-unquote, back from you know the value in which you traded him. But, I mean, he's not getting seventh overall value anymore. Mm-mm, I mean, that's just the mm-mm. way it is. But I think with him, is as long as they're bringing in someone that can play on the NHL roster, is probably the biggest thing. And are you going to get that in a one-for-one deal? I think if you're package trading... Him with Ristolainen. <laughs> I would say you're going to have to package him with someone. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have to make sure that you're probably adding draft capital because... Mm-hmm. Middle stat's not the best anymore, and if you're going to add and people kind of have come on to him. Unfortunately, the analytics community has exposed the crap out of him. Um, I, I, it's just, as well as many NHL GMs. yeah, it's, yeah it's, Stupid GMs do not listen to this part of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's just – it's a tough <laughs> – it's a tough situation. I mean – I think I'll say this. It kind of is like my one thing about Kevin Adams. I like him as a person. Like mm-hmm. everything I've heard from him, he sounds awesome. He sounds nice. I'm glad that he's from Buffalo and he knows how much it means to us and everything like that. Um, but he's in a tough situation. I mean, he's in a very, very tough situation. Yeah. I, I feel for the guy, and I really want him to do well. I'm not rooting for him to you know do poorly or anything like that. So I think the biggest thing with him is trying to lock up. Trying to lock up your middle, honestly, finding that third line center, mm-hmm. and then you fill in the pieces from there. Um, you might be able to insert Thompson on the on the wing somewhere, and and shuffle things around, and maybe even have Rasmus Asplund on maybe your fourth line yeah. left wing. But I think locking down what is your goalie situation, and what is your who is your third line center? Those yeah. are your two biggest questions I have for him personally. Yeah, yeah.
0: right,
1: right. So, fellas. Mm-hmm uh i have a quiz for
0: us oh, i'm gonna fail this my favorite word, my favorite line my favorite sentence i have, I have a quiz, a quiz. the four
1: this. most exciting words in the english language yes. i have a quiz for us uh, i don't know if you guys have any more thoughts on things but you know i don't i think, think we can probably wrap up yes. okay so we were talking about our good friends at Ms. gurgensons gus
0: also i think we Sam. should also quickly mention as a follow-up too it's the tip of the iceberg was the name of the pittsburgh podcast yes we we appreciate the we appreciate the engagement fellows but i will not take jack
1: johnson off your hands that is your problem certainly Certainly not if you want to get rid of jack johnson you're gonna have to call jack johnson exterminator like everyone else Mm
0: -hmm. did all right which is actually the only jack johnson exterminator that exists in the world is the singer guitarist jack johnson wow he says you can't steal my identity and then he he just has to fight the other Jack the, Johnson. The other I guess whatever like Jack Johnson remains is the one that Paper. has to take on the mantle then. I, mean, I, I would love to pick I was
1: gonna say the other people that exterminated Jack Johnson were the Montreal Canadians. That as well. Ooh. Yeah, well, they, 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 see it. I,
2: that Shea Weber contract. Maybe you guys were talking about it. I, I don't know, but that Shea Weber contract, woof, buddy. Yeah. I mean, that is Terrific. That good. is really tough. So. <laughs> it's because
1: Philadelphia offer sheeted it. Yeah, Philadelphia is the one who basically did the contract. Oh, that's right. I and remember they, that. yep. Nashville had to match it. Yep, that's right. So anyway, oh, man, uh, so savage. So Gus, uh, he's been with us. I think he's the longest tenured Saber. Yuck. Oh uh, god. Uh, so he was drafted <laughs> in 2012. Sabers had two first-round picks that year. And the 2012 draft wasn't a good draft, you wouldn't say. Um, some would say it was a bad draft, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to top-end talent. And Zebman Skirgensen, through eight years, has the 18th most points of anyone in that draft. Who are the 17 guys ahead of him? Wow.
0: Okay. Um.
1: I'll, I'm going to give you teams. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, I could
0: probably 2012 do draft. Just some think. of them. Yes. Okay. Um, I bet. Okay. So <laughs> who has more points than Zemius Gergensons? Yes. Neil Yakupov has to be on that list. Oh, guess what? He's right behind him. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Gergensons has more points than Yakupov. That's pretty rough.
1: Gergensons has played 139 more games
2: than Yakupov. Yeah. I mean,
1: Gergensons just wow. Nothing.
2: Great. Nothing beats Brian Burke's story about Neil Yakupov, where one of his uh, one of his scouts wanted to fight him. Because He was just he was being like belligerent and basically saying, like, Why am I interviewing with you? I'm not going to go this low, essentially. And stuff like,
0: Wow,
1: if you haven't
2: heard that, it's great. <laughs> Check that out. Brian, Good Lord. Brian Burke is not a fan.
1: Um, okay, so just to clarify what we're talking about here with Gergenson's, he has played 489 games, so he has 61 goals and 77 assists for 138 points.
0: All right, it's not
2: terrible for a fourth liner,
0: I guess. Um, so let's think. That was a pretty defenseman-heavy draft, right? There were a lot of defensemen here in the... All right. The 2012 is, draft, I is, is Morgan Riley ahead of him, I would assume? No, is Morgan... Yes, 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 he yes. yes. Okay. He's the highest-scoring defenseman in this draft. Is the second-highest-scoring defenseman Hampus Lindholm? Or is he just like ahead of him? Also, he's ahead of him.
1: He's not the second highest scoring. Interesting. I'm
0: gonna get
2: names, but I'm not gonna get point totals here because I um, just. Kind of
1: well, no, of we'll, don't do that because we'll do. I'll do teams. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How, how about right, Alex Galchenyuk? Talks. Um. Yes, he's the yeah, second he's second leading scorer this draft. Oh okay, okay, so my god, so that's not good. Yeah. All right, that's a. All right. No he otherwise. has 320 yeah. points in 549 games. Really? Wow. wow. Okay. That's that's not good though. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's <laughs> certainly not good. But I thought it was lower yeah. than that. So let's. Let's start at the top, and I think you guys can get this one. Okay. okay. This guy was the 11th overall pick for the Washington Capitals.
0: Oh. Um, oh, my God. Tom Wilson?
1: Well, Tom Wilson's on here. Is he on the He list? was a 16th
0: pick by the Capitals. Okay. This guy's the leading scorer. It's not
2: Vrano. No, it's not Vrano. No, it's, Kune- it's not Kuznetsov? No. He was like a- Wait a
0: minute. He's not a Washington Capital. You know why he's not a Washington Capitals? Of Martin Erat. It's Philip Ford. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. How about. Uh, oh, that's right. Here's He's another defenseman. Is this number two? Jacob Truba? Yes. Is Matt Dumba also on this list? Yes. Um, I'm just going to see myself on how of this How about 2012? Uh, Tara Vinen. He was also that year. Tuvo
1: Teravainen is the third-leading scorer of this draft. is number... Wait, so we Nino? have a... Nino?
2: Nino Nino-Rider? Is he in... Who is he? Uh, 2012? He might be.
1: Uh, he's not on here, uh. so I'm going to guess no. Wait, <laughs> so do we have the <laughs> first-leading person yet? Yeah, Forsberg. Forsberg. Forsberg, yeah.
0: And then you said three was Teravainen.
1: Yeah, and two was is Galen Young. Is, Galen Chuck, whatever the fuck his name is. Wait.
0: I can't stand that guy. So, <laughs> I'm assuming this would be because of injury reasons then, but if I'm not mistaken, isn't uh, Tomas Hurdle also 2012? Yeah, no, he's played as many games as those guys. Really, Alex he's Kalchenyuk always... has more points than Tomas. Well, well, I should
1: say he's played. He's played 453 games and he has 280 points. Okay, which is wow. not not as many points a game as I, I would thought. Have thought way but he's more. fourth. Yeah, you're right. Okay, and um... then to Riley's fifth. So you have the top five. Sixth is was the last pick of the first round, and he went to the LA Kings.
0: Yikes! And he went to the Kings. Is he still playing. with the Kings?
1: Oh, uh, let me look at this. I'm gonna say almost definitely no. Oh boy. Yeah, he. Uh, no. Yeah, he's been gone for multiple years.
0: Um,
1: still in the league though. Yeah, he played in the playoffs this year. That doesn't help. There's 24 teams. I played in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't uh, a great hint. <laughs> as long as he's
2: not on the Sabers, I think you're good.
0: Um.
1: Well, it shows that he's definitely not. on the Damn.
0: They have taken. Is it a forward? Yeah. And he, did they play for the Kings, actually?
1: Yeah, yeah, he played for the Kings. I think he was around when they won the Cup in 2014. I think he was, at least.
0: Let's see. This
2: is was rather embarrassing. Was it, like,
0: Who like the Kyle Clifford or something? Who the Kings no. drafted? No. Better, Better than Kyle Clifford. Better than Kyle Clifford? You can believe it. Okay. They, um, because
2: they won in 2011, so they had that. They won in
1: 2012, so this is their last... This is like oh, gotcha. right. right got, oh yeah,
2: yeah. This is Duh. right after they won the Cup. Yeah, they the last All right, yeah. Yeah, this is damn it, Taylor.
1: <laughs> he has a very millennial name, I would say.
0: He very played nice. for L.A. Yeah. Um, do you know what team he's most recently been on? Vancouver. To fold. Oh, Tanner Pearson. Tanner Pear. Oh, Tanner Pearson. Damn.
2: Yeah. He's sixth.
1: Yeah. He holy put up numbers crap. this year. He's, he he's, holy oh, crap. He's 215 points in 457 games. Yikes. Alright, and you already said Truba. And there's Truba. An, after Truba, the Philadelphia Flyers took this guy in the third round. In the third round? gossip Bear. spare. Yep. Oh no. Nice. Yes, nice. I got one. There we go. Alright, then you you already said Hampus Lintom, I'm pretty sure. Yep. So after that, the San Jose Sharks took this center in the second round.
2: Still with still with San Jose?
0: Um, no. That sucks. Took a center in the second round. Yeah, he's with Ottawa in If That helps. Tierney? Yeah, that's right. Wow, nicely Woo! done. Yeah, see, right. this
1: is getting real thin. Okay, this, I, okay. I got this. Uh, You already right. said Tom Wilson and Matt Dumba. Okay. But there's another Sick. defenseman here who was drafted by the New Jersey Devils.
2: Butcher didn't. No, Butcher, butcher was drafted yeah. by the Devils. No, um, he was in 2012 either.
0: He was drafted by the Devils.
2: <laughs> Please tell me it's not Adam Larson. Oh, no. okay. Can you imagine <laughs> that, that would be oh, so. I mean, man. it sounds like a terrible draft. That's, that's. I mean, that would be so. That would That would fit. would That would fit the narrative. It's about the right age. It's not. Um, oh man, who else did they, they drafted? Like Severson. That's him. Holy crap. Wow, really?
0: look
1: at you. What a brutal draft. Oh, yeah. man. It's not a good draft. He not has great. 163 points in uh, 430 games. I mean, wow. Next to there's another defenseman who was drafted in the third round by the St. Louis Blues. Vince Dunn. Vince, yeah. No. No? no? Damn.
0: Oh, no, Vince, oh, Vince Dunn's definitely... No, yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely... Yeah. definitely yeah. He's at yeah. 26. No. Is it Colton Pareko? Colton Pareko. Okay. okay. Can I pose another defenseman to just throw out? Is there another defenseman on the list? There's one more. Is it a first rounder? No. Who are you thinking? Brady Skedge? or the Brady Sh- Shea. Shea? Shea? excuse me. Shea. No, Brady
1: Shea is not on here. Really? Was I he like. like Brady, first of all, can we talk about Brady Shea for a second? Like, yeah.
2: is he bad? I think he's good. Like, I I like I, watching him yeah. every time I've seen him play. Like, he's like he's Carolina now, right? Yeah, he's with Carolina, and I don't like. He's
1: mentioned an SNL,
2: Scott.
0: Yeah, yeah that's oh, right. Oh
2: wow, that's yeah. a S, a K, and a J, so that's a nope. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's I'm not. I'm not sold on you know what Carolina's going to do, but I feel like they have to move someone, and I, yeah. uh, I wouldn't hate Brady
1: Shea, I guess. Yeah. Um, so next we have a fourth round pick by the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, God, Ethan, see you. Yes.
0: Wow. And he <laughs> right. pronounced, right. pronounced it s- right. And you pronounced it right. Started rolling them out yeah. now. There, there we go. Yeah, All good. right,
1: the last defenseman was taken by Carolina in the fourth round. The last pick of the fourth round.
0: It's not Justin Falk. No, no, no. He was higher than that. Yeah. yeah, he was definitely. Fourth
1: round, Carolina.
2: It's still with Carolina?
1: Uh, I'm looking this up. I'm going to say yes.
2: It's a, It's got to be Pesci or um, Slavin, right? That's correct. Slavin. Jacob Slavin. Slavin. Yeah, he was fourth. Slavin. What, Pesci He's was awesome. third? The, yeah, they... Were well, those two, Pesci and Slavin, they came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's just like, whoa. Slavin's one of the best two-way
0: defensemen. I feel like the new like, Nicholas Yarmulsen, honestly. Yeah. yeah. That's fair.
1: Uh, scores a little bit more. Yes. But this is the last guy taken, and I'm trying to think of what round this would be. I guess the sixth round. But the Toronto Jeez. Maple Leafs. A right
0: winger. Is it Ilya... No. No. I don't even know where you're going winger. with that.
2: That's not... Uh, easy way winger? young. Uh, it be, 2012. No.
1: Two, zero, one, two. Remember that song? Jay Sean?
0: Oh my god. Yikes. <laughs> yes. I agree uh, with what Bill said. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a good song. Uh
2: I wanted to say it's not Jeremy Bracco. He's old no, he's much older. He's at least three years older. I think he was twenty fifteen. Uh it's sixth round. Carl what, what's his name? Is he with Corona or, no?
0: or is it from... Toronto still?
2: <laughs> no. Not with Who's he with? Ottawa. What the hell? Uh, and it's a forward, correct?
1: Yes.
0: A forward for Ottawa. Nikita Zaitsev. No, <laughs> he's not a forward. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh man, this is a good one. Um, who the hell would have sixth round? Jeez. From Toronto to.
1: And he went right from one to the other.
0: Wait, is it. Connor Brown? Ooh, let me answer that. Oh, the my. The song. Oh, jeez. We're going to get copyrighted. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, Connor Brown? Connor <laughs> Brown was a 6 round pick, dang. I thought it yeah. was maybe wow. like, the Okay. Connor Brown. Connor Brown. So just remember: we, we did were, good. We, we closed. Yeah, it was not too if bad. If you're playing at
1: home and you didn't do well in that quiz, it's not the end of the world. We're going to party like it's the end of the world. But oh it's not the end
0: of the God. world. That seems like a great place to end. (laughs) All right. Did did you hear Um, my eyes roll? Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, before we go too, uh, we also want to just give a quick promo to uh, another one of our shows that's on the network. uh, Tales with TR featuring Terry Ryan, former NHLer. Uh, Be sure to check out his show. He uh, has been killing it on our network thus far. Um, A lot of really interesting stories from his playing days on there. He's He's been all over the map a bit, and uh, you know we're really happy to have him a part of the hockey podcast network. So along with all of our uh, you know fellow team based shows, be sure to check his out as well.
1: And uh, also very uh, excited to have had a uh, good friend William on. Yeah, it was Thanks, William.
2: William. Thanks for for having me on. Um, you know I'll plug the charge in Buffalo here. Bunch Please of great do. Guys. Yes, and, do it. Um, I think there's a draft guide coming out, uh, so keep your eyes open for that. I've read pretty much all of it and it's fantastic um you know check out the podcast too i appreciate the guys having me on hopefully we can do it again soon and uh go sabers
0: yes you can find him on twitter at BillTCB. be sure to check out the charging buffalo also they are regularly pumping out awesome sabers content there Uh, And clearly, if they have a fellow like Bill in their ranks, then they're doing quite all right.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So, Bill, we usually end our episodes, I believe you know this already, with our random obscure Sabres player of the episode, where we count down 3, 2, 1, and say... Just anybody who has ever played for the Sabres before, it could be literally anybody, but we just say their names all at once, and it makes for a beautiful but terrible mess at the end of all of our episodes. There's
2: so many options, I have no idea who to choose.
0: anybody who you can think of. You can feel free
1: to use uh, former random uh, Bonaventure floor hockey player of the week. (sighs) Taylor
0: Nick. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that is um, random. Uh, Extremely random. Wow. How would he, that's so crazy. Wow, I wonder who that is. All right, is. I got mine. You got yours? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, everybody, thank you all so much for listening. Bill, once again, thank you for coming on. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the show if you don't already. Subscribe to our, our fellow podcasts on the network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter as well, uh, at Straight Sabers. And we are on Facebook, too. Uh, again, uh, draft coming up this week, Tuesday and Wednesday, followed by free agency. So we will see how the next week shakes out. You probably will be hearing from us next week, um, you know, recapping the, the hopeful craziness that we will see uh, in the coming days. But again, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, as always, this is Straight Sabres, and we are now all going to share our random obscure Sabres player of the episode in three, two, one... Alexi, shit right and right